Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, uh, May the 14th, and we're going to do something a little bit different today. Um, So today is the feast day. It's a feast of St. Matthias. But the gospel for today is a gospel that we did just last week. It's John 15. And so I thought, you know, we just read that last week, and I've got no other nuggets of wisdom from that gospel uh, just to repeat to you. So because yesterday was uh, 40 days after Easter, and in some places they celebrate the Feast of the Ascension, and we, uh, in our diocese and in most dioceses of the, the United States, celebrate that uh, on Sunday, and because I don't do this podcast on Sunday, I'm going to do the first reading from Sunday, which... Uh, in Acts of the Apostles, tells that story of the Ascension. So we'll focus a little bit on that. Does that sound okay? Hope it is, since you really can't reply to a podcast. But uh, uh, that's what we're doing. So let's dive in. It's going to be Acts chapter 1. So Acts of the Apostles 1, verses 1 to 11. So this is how Luke starts out his book, Acts of the Apostles, right off the bat. Okay? Let's... uh, Hear what he's got for us in his word, in God's word today. A reading from uh, the Acts of the Apostles. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has established by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, As they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. They said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven." My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So let's start right at the beginning, shall we? In this first book, in the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught. So Theophilus there is capitalized. So it can be easy if one is reading that to think the person that that, uh, Luke here is writing to is a person named Theophilus. Uh, But no, he's writing to all of us. 
Theophilus, of course, means lover of God. If you were to be Philadelphia, right, is the city of uh, brotherly love. Uh, Philos uh, is is that act of, of loving. And so Philos here is love. And Theo, of course, the study of theology is the study of God. So in the first book, Theophilus, God lover, uh, I dealt with all that Jesus didn't, didn't taught. So what is, is Luke's first book? Well, of course, it's the Gospel of Luke. That, that was the book that he uh, created. And um, Luke, being a Gentile, uh, did all kinds of study because he was not a follower. He was not one of the disciples of Christ. He was a convert later. And so he did all kinds of study about who Jesus was and created that first book. And he says that in the gospel as such, um, that that was his gospel. And then after he had written that, so that was the first book he, he refers to here in the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus didn't taught. And now um, he's going to deal with the spirit and the church and ultimately what the spirit does in the church. So the first thing he's got to do is say, okay, this is really Jesus's spirit. So the first thing he does is has Jesus ascend. So it kind of links us back to the, to the book that he wrote. And then um, in chapter two, if we were to continue reading, the descent of the Holy Spirit comes couple of things I want to focus on here. And the first is this. You know, I love that image at the end of the reading here, uh, because this is the most in-depth, by the way, that we have the ascension. If you read at the end of the gospel of Luke or Matthew, particularly, those are the ones that have ascension narratives. Uh, it's just, it's like a sentence or two. I mean, it's nothing, but here it's a nice full, uh, full story for us. Um, but here, they're, they're talking to him, and he's giving last-minute instructions, right? Jesus is. And, uh, and suddenly, after he tells them that they're going to be the witnesses, this is your role now. You're going to be my witness. And what does a witness do? It speaks on behalf of the truth. Uh, if we were to witness to something, it speaks on behalf of what we have seen and what we know. And Jesus tells them, okay, you are the one who has to speak on my behalf now. Why? Because then he goes. He, uh, the, they see him uh, being lifted up in a cloud, takes, them from, uh, takes him from their sight. Uh, and I don't know if that means he was up so high, you know, and then the cloud, you know, he was on one, you couldn't see him anymore. He simply lifted up, and then there was like a fog move in or a cloud, a low lying, and then he's not there anymore. Either way, however we imagine that, which is kind of cool, uh, to think that, that they knew he was no longer there. And this is the part I love. While they were looking attentively at the sky. So they can no longer see him. That's the, the verse before said, took him from their sight. But that doesn't stop us, right, from looking like, okay, where is he? What, what happened here? And, and they're still looking there. And you can just kind of see their, their um, necks, you know, straining and their eyes straining and their mouths open like, Oh my gosh, what just happened? Not because it was sensational, but what just happened because he's gone. He's gone. What do we do now? And, and their mouths agape. But that's when, I mean, again, God and God's goodness doesn't just leave us to our own devices and our own anxieties and our own, oh my gosh, what now? Suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them and said, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking into the sky? 
I love this image for two reasons. One, it says this Jesus who, who, who uh, was taken from you, he's going to return in the same way. Don't worry. Don't worry. We've got it all under control. I mean, I mean it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And I think that's Luke's way of telling us, because we're the ones looking at this guy, don't worry. Christ is coming back. Not only through the Eucharist, not only through the Spirit, but ultimately we as Christians believe at the end of time, right? I mean, it's this... this threefold way of, of, of Christ's uh, presence. But I also love that image because it shows them straining and looking and men of Galilee saying, hey, in a sense, now this is me putting myself into it, but I think it's true. Why are you looking at the sky? You got work to do. Stop, stop gaping up there. Stop, you know, close the mouths. Um, Stop the, the hand-wringing or, or the questioning. you got work to do. Head on into Jerusalem. It's going to meet you there. All right? And I think, in a sense, that's what Luke is telling us today, too. Now, we don't do that work on our own, right? And that's next Sunday's feast day. Can, it can never be on our own. Because if we try to build the kingdom on our own, it's our own kingdom. We know that, right? But we got work to do. And that's the scary part. You know, you, you think, or not you think, it's easy to think that the disciples were ready to roll. And, and they, but, but you know they weren't. Even in this conversation with Jesus, he's given them last-minute instructions. And they're like, Lord, at this time, are you going to restore the kingdom of it to Israel? Meaning, okay, Lord, is this the time now when, when you're going to be king and Israel takes over everything and, and we kick the Romans out and everything? Remember the same issue we had 40 days ago when we were, we were thinking Messiah meant that? We still don't get it. They still don't get it. And what do they do after this? They go and they hide behind closed doors. Again, we know that. Why? Because that's where they are when the Spirit descends upon them. And the courage the Spirit gave them invites them out into the street. I mean, brothers and sisters, they were ready, but they didn't think they were ready. And they still weren't fully prepared. And, and I use that idea to say, if we, you and I, who were the same ones, that the men of Galilee, these two men dressed in white, look at us and say, people listening to this podcast and giving this podcast, why are you looking at the sky? You got work to do. You got work to do. Get out there and do it. And we might reply to them, but I'm not ready. I still have more to learn. Do you know what? So did the apostles. So did the disciples. They, they blew it time and again. Read the rest of Acts of the Apostles. Read Paul's letters. Read, read Revelations. We blew it time and again. But you know what? But he invites us into the task. You know, I, 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 I look back on my life. And, 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 and whatever it is, you know, let's use career-wise. I look back at, at some of the the counseling and the ways I counseled early in my ministry. And I, I cringe and I'm like, oh, how could I say that? How could I do that? What was I thinking? I look back on some of my early ministry and I think, oh, Joe, that was awful. What were you doing? What were you thinking? And, and but, but isn't that how we start? 
in, in, in ways that were like, oh, Lord, have mercy on us. You know? Um, okay, we may not feel like we're ready to do whatever God's inviting you and I to do today. And we may go out there, and you know what? It only may be 20% good, and 80% we screwed up and we failed, and we're like, oh, what was I thinking? And we'll look back on it later. But you know what I know? That situation, that person who we're talking to or whatever it is we're dealing with, it's 20% better than when we started. Yeah, it may not be 80% better. It may not be 100% better, but it's 20%. And if I can handle the 80% of my own failings, that's okay. Because you know what? The next time I encounter that situation or a person like that dealing with similar situations, I'm going to handle it maybe a little bit different. And next time, maybe it'll be 25% better. And then 30% better. Isn't that how we grow? Isn't that how we grow as individuals? Isn't that how we grow as ministers, as witnesses? Because aren't we called to be witnesses? Brothers and sisters, we may not feel ready to drive. <laughs> Let me use that example. <laughs> I grew up in, in a small town, Grove River Falls, about, you know, half hour, 20 minutes, half hour, uh, east of the Twin Cities. Uh, and, uh, and I remember the first time driving in, in Minneapolis, how scared I was. And you know what I had to do? I had to lock up all. <laughs> I had to lock up my brakes and almost run into this uh, Camaro right in front of me. Uh, <laughs> by the grace of God, I didn't. You know, when I was coming around a corner and we were on the interstate, and uh, and I'm like, oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph, thank God. But you know what? The next time I drove into Minneapolis, I was a little more careful. And I was a little, of course, I was just as anxious, but I was a little bit better. And, and, and now when I'm driving through the Twin Cities or whatever city, I, I don't think twice because that's how it goes. And my point is God gives the keys to us. And you know what? We're better drivers now than we were at 16, aren't we? He gives the keys to us, brothers and sisters. We stare at the sky thinking we're not ready. Maybe we're not. But God thinks we are. And isn't that really the only thing we need? One other thing I want to say here. I've, I know I've been going on too long. But you know what? Just want to say it. Um, and I'm going to steal this totally from Ron Rollheiser because I think it's a brilliant idea. This idea of ascension. Um, we live in a time of, of the, in between the ascension and the coming of the Holy Spirit. That's what's going on here this Friday. Ascension was yesterday. The Spirit doesn't come for 10 more days, not till next Sunday. And we're in that middle time. And, and it's, in a sense, what, what Father Ron uses in that sense is, is there something we need to give up that needs to ascend right now in order for something new to be sent that can be started? And I use the example, I, I, for those listening, you're going to see it in my column this weekend who, uh, who are in this area. But I use the example of my daughter, Molly. She graduated from Iowa State last week. And it was wonderful. It was such a good day. But it's a time of ascension for her. Because all those last four years of security and comfort and being surrounded by friends and knowing the routine and, uh, and, and going to classes and all that framework that she'd built up and, and found security in, in a sense now, with graduation, that ascends. And she has to give that to God in order for something new to come to her. New in terms of maybe a new, 
uh, job, maybe a new city in which she's going to live, new experiences, new people surrounding her, new challenges that are going to come that she's not, you know, ready for. And, and maybe she is emotionally ready for it, uh, you know, mentally ready for it, all those things. But, but we can't be ready until we're there, right? Until we experience them. That's a moment of ascension that it, something has to be given up in order for something new to come. And that's a, a, a real-life example. But maybe there's something within us. Maybe there's a, a, again, I use this idea a lot, but attitude or a habit or a, a way of thinking or a way of being or whatever that, you know what, I need to give up to God that needs to be ascended today. That I need to allow to be taken up in order for that spirit, that something new to come and invite me into a new place as a follower of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, we celebrate this Feast of Ascension. Whether we feel ready or not, the keys have been given to us. <laughs> God says, hop in and start driving. And you know what? There may be times we lock up the brakes. <laughs> but you know what? It's the only way we get better. One step at a time. And are there things we need to allow to be lifted up, to ascend to God in order for the new to come? It's a good moment to take stock and inventory of our lives and what's happening in order for the new to come. It's coming. It's coming. Power and strength. Go to Jerusalem. It's coming, and we see the effects. If we read ahead in Acts chapter 2 and beyond, and those effects are good, but we're not there yet. Let one thing ascend right now, and let God and God's timing send the new when we're ready. Let's pray. So, my friends, uh, we... Uh, just lift up whatever's going on within us and around us and trust our God is present in the midst of it and is good enough to take care of it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have the best weekend. Oh, well, and let me say this, St. Matthias, pray for us. Um, have a marvelous weekend and celebrate the Ascension, that feast day well, and uh, just enjoy the sunshine, this beautiful weather God's given us. Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>